Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. As a band, Fireside Collective from Asheville, North Carolina, has been together for six years. Two of the members, Jesse and Tommy, join me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about the origins of their band and their latest CD release called Elements. So I'm talking to Jesse and Tommy with Fireside Collective. Welcome, guys. Good to be here. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for uh, joining me on the call today, and it's good to get to talk to you. So you guys have been together, what, five years-ish, something like that? Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Oh yeah, so uh, so six years right now. Actually, six like year, six yeah. year anniversary. So. Okay, cool. Um, and give me a little bit of background how you guys got together as a band. Okay, so uh, Tommy and I met in college at East Carolina University oh, over cool. in Greenville, yeah. North Carolina. Yep. Um, and we were just buddies who bonded over folk music and root music and jam band stuff, and. Uh, we moved together to the mountains back in 2009, and um, we we kind of recorded some stuff together and did some stuff, and then went our separate ways for a few years. Um, and then I was touring with another bluegrass band. Um, it was kind of a more traditional band, but I really was having a good time on the road. And so I called Tommy up when I was on the road and was just like, "Man, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to do this." Yeah. So that's kind of the short story of how it all came together. Um, and then I recorded an album called Shadows and Dreams that featured like uh, a bunch of Asheville artists, John Stickley, Lindsey Pruitt, uh, Drew Madelich. Um, and then to release that album, we put together the first phase of this band, which also included Carson White, our bass player, uh-huh. um, also a friend from ECU, and Tommy and myself and a few other friends. And then over time, we, you know, we combed the area for to find the right musicians, yeah. and we found Joe, 
um, up in Johnson City about a year and a half in, and then Alex joined about four years in. Okay. So that's where we're at now. You said you moved to the mountains. Uh, some of us folks that, that live on the East Coast understand what that means, but for the rest of the listeners, what, what do you mean when you say you moved to the mountains? So we moved to specifically Asheville, North Carolina, yeah, okay. which is a really awesome town, a lot of great art and music and food and beautiful outdoors, Blue Ridge Mountains. Right. It's just got everything inspiring for an artist, you know. So, And Asheville yeah. is a pretty pretty good hotbed for all kinds of really cool um, music anyway, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what do you think, Tommy? There's just all sorts of stuff out here. Well, it's funny, you know, when we first moved there, um, that, that first year Jesse just referred to, uh, we actually spent most of our time going out to the funk jam, if I remember correctly. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we did go to some bluegrass jams, but it's just a testament to, uh, you know, how diverse the town is. It's, it's uh, rock and roll and jazz and bluegrass, of course, is what it's known for. But, yeah, there's just so much going on here. And being in a bluegrass band, even though that's the foundation, I think, of our sound, um, of course, we're we've been influenced by by all the other, you know, good genres that you hear nightly basis in Asheville. So, really special place in that regard. Uh, interesting, you mentioned the the funk jam as a as a a band. Fireside Collective kind of seems to like to push uh, a lot of boundaries musically, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, funk funk is a element of what we do. Um, Carson and myself played in kind of like a funk band for a little while. Um, so we really enjoyed, you know, the rhythm of, of funk and uh, soul music and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, we, we love the Grateful Dead, and they had an ability to bring in so many different genres um, and make it still sound cohesive. Right. And so that's, you know, similar to what we're doing as a string band, you know, we don't have drums, so we've got to think a little bit more about what we're doing when we do a funk song or a rock and roll song and try and figure out how to create those rhythms with the mandolin and the bass, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Now, are those, uh, are, are you covering funk and rock or are these original songs that you're creating with that, uh, with that bass rhythm behind it? Um, so with, with the funk stuff, we actually have quite a few funk songs, originals. Okay. Um, I really enjoy writing in that style and like that different groove. Um, so I've got two songs on the current album that are both, I would consider them funky funk songs. Mm -hmm. And I usually try and get one, at least one funk influence song on there. Hmm. Um, as far as rock and roll, we actually do cover some, uh, rock and roll bands like you know we do an eagles tune yeah. kind of one of their more rock and roll songs yeah we've played the who in the past obviously we love the beatles um and bands like that so i guess in some ways the show has a little bit of a rock and roll vibe to it yeah yeah you know we move a lot on stage and we try and engage the audience you know in a similar way to like a rock concert yeah that that um 70s throwback, 70s, early 80s kind of feel seems to be really popular right now, resonating with uh, the the younger age bracket of the baby boomers and the 
the the late age bracket of the Gen Xers all seem to be really feeling that vibe right now. Yeah, I would agree. When you that guys, was good music. <laughs> what's that? It, it was good music. Yeah, yeah for sure. Hard right, hard stands yeah. right stands the test of time for sure. Um, when you guys are writing, typically, which comes first, lyrics or or uh, music? Um, I think it's different. Probably different for everybody in the band. Um, for me, I'm I'm kind of a, a free flow guy. You know, like some days I'll sit down and just write lyrics. Yeah, and I'll try and shape music to it. And then sometimes I'll just wake up with a melody in my head, or I'll be practicing the mandolin, and, and a little riff will come in, and then I'll try and write music around it. Uh huh or write lyrics around it. Um, I've personally found it a little easier to write the lyrics first, because okay. then I can, like, I'll, like, <clears throat> meditate on the lyrics and try and figure out what vibe that is. Yeah. And then try and, you know, shape the music to it. But I've definitely done both ways, and I think, you know, I think either one's good. What do you think, Tommy? I, I tend to write lyrics first almost every time. Um, and, uh, that's just because I, I wrote poems and stuff long before I got my hands on a uh, an instrument of any kind. Yeah, so sure. just by by default, that's sort of how I do it. Lately, I've been experimenting with uh, maybe, like Jesse said, building a song around an idea, a musical idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, always, you know, if a good thing comes out of it. So, Yeah. <laughs> Is this is this a um, I, I'm presuming it's a full time venture for you guys right now? Yeah, full time. Yeah, is, very full time. Yeah, is is that something that was intentional, or had you guys experienced being able to be on the road? I know you mentioned a little earlier that uh, that was kind of the, the how you got started, but the rest of the guys was was uh, full time road life with a band part of uh, your experience up until this point. Um, it's, it's new for almost everybody. Yeah. Full time wise. Um, our banjo player, he was actually playing in another band out of Seattle when we met him. Um, we met him in Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, and so he was, he's experienced some full time musicianship, uh, musician life. Uh, but the rest of us, you know, when I did that first tour, we were out there selling CDs and, I was like, wow, people still buy CDs, so maybe <laughs> maybe you can make a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we did really well um, in, on that tour that kind of inspired the band, and I was like, okay, I, I see what's going on here. I think, you know, if we play our cards right, we can make it happen. Yeah. Um, and Tommy left the job to join the band. I don't think he's worked much at all since the band started. <laughs> um, that is correct. That is I mean, you work... He works a lot on the band. Right, 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 right. Um, and I, I waited tables uh, for the first year, and then when we did our first big fireside tour out to Colorado, um, I left my job for that, and it was it was an amazing feeling. Yeah. Very free. Cool. And, you know, kind of allowed me to identify with music and being an artist, and I feel like, um, you know, everybody, everybody in the band is, in that place right now and it really gives it a special 
you know, energy to it that we're all just here doing this, making this work. Are you finding that you're still able to to move product? People buy CDs. Is that are you having to adapt to a different um, way of making revenue from that? I see people buying CDs a ton still. Good. Uh, Good. They just want to support the band. I feel like, and our fans uh, have been so supportive of us over the years. And uh, you know, sometimes it's just you know when there's a new a new a new item at the table they just want to uh support us and yeah. put money into the band and i we've even had fans buy the same cd twice because the other one they lost or okay. it, it got too scratched from overplaying it and they're like yeah, yeah this is my second time buying this one it's like that's man cool. that, that means that means a lot you yeah, know for and of sure. course we'd lo- we'd love to have vinyl and um i obviously that would be uh that's coming back and streaming is is huge now but we uh, we do sell a lot of CDs still, physical CDs at shows, which is really awesome. Yeah, that's good news. What um, what, what type of audience do you find that your music resonates with the most? Um, that's a tough one. We get that a lot, and <laughs> for some reason we haven't come up with a good answer yet. Okay. <laughs> um, and it seems huh? like it seems like we do well with um, a lot of different audiences. Typically, like your festival goers, yep. You know, people that really love the outdoors and love, you know, kind of being around a bunch of different types of people. Um, we do well, well with those audiences. Um, the jam band audience we do really well with because we try to create like a seamless, yeah, concert experience. You know, we do a lot of segues and we do a lot of. Um, improv on stage. Oh, cool. Okay. And so no show is the same. Um, and we also still do really well with bluegrass crowds. Um, the International Bluegrass Music Association conference in Raleigh is only a really um, positive experience for us. And, you know, when we play places like Merle Fest that tend to have like a, a traditional bluegrass audience, we do really well there. Because um, we still try and make sure that bluegrass is like the central theme and foundation, even though we allow ourselves to go yeah. know, all over the spectrum. Um, that's kind of what we all share in the band, and the instrumentation, you know, is bluegrass. So there's, you know, when you're when you're going way out there, it it always feels good to just bring it back home with a nice fast bluegrass. Button. Yeah, well, it, al- it always works. You guys actually got the uh, got a Momentum Award nomination, right, from IBMA? Yeah. Um, what was that? Two years ago? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think. Yep. Sounds yeah, about right. That's cool. Yeah, that, that's all changing. Um, not a lot, but enough. Uh, I think it's it's starting to, to really kind of resonate with the younger audience a little bit, which is encouraging. You know, it's uh, music has to adapt, I think, to uh, with the changing crowd. So, um, the energy I've seen you guys a couple times and and listened to some of the new stuff and I think that energy resonates with a younger crowd and like you said the festival audience the outdoor feel uh, you want some energy there you can't get too mellow with that crowd absolutely yeah we like to dance right we like to dance yeah so. <laughs> and the new record yeah. uh, new record is uh, uh, elements is that right yep yep elements. And it's uh, we we talked offline a minute or two. It's actually is uh, you have a release party coming up, right? 
Yeah. So this weekend we're doing um, we're doing a Raleigh release and an Asheville release, okay. which are probably our two strongest markets. Yeah. Um, and then the CD, the Street Gate, is next Friday. Okay. Um, so that's when it'll go to the radio station and um, places like that. Which is the twentieth, right? I believe. Yep, yep, March 20th. March 20th. March 20, 2020. Yeah, okay. So if yeah. You, folks are listening to this after that date, then they should be able to find you uh, everywhere, right? Yep, yep. Streaming. Uh, we'll have a bunch of CDs at, at uh, our shows. You can order uh, order online, so it'll be it'll be everywhere. And uh, what's the website where people can get, get a hold of you guys, get the music? Yeah, they can go to firesidecollectiveband.com and click on the store tab, and you'll find a bunch of merchandise there, shirts and hats, and the new album will be there as well. And when's the tour start? Uh, technically, I guess this weekend. Right, Jesse? Or I yeah, think Friday. Yeah, this um, Friday. Yeah, it kind of kicks off. The crazy thing about it is, that um, the first album, Shadow's Dream, was released on March 13th of 2014. Oh, really? And we didn't even plan this, but yeah, oh. so the first tour date of this one is March 13th, 2020. So wow, that's cool. kind of a full, cool first full circle thing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you uh, jumping on the call here with us guys and uh, letting our audience know a little bit more about your band. And uh, we're excited for your new record for sure. And uh, we hope that... Uh, the world settles down and everybody gets a chance to uh, see you out there on the road. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for the time with you. Absolutely. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.